<clears throat> World's on fire. Our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. Hey, pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass the salt. But we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it. The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. I gotta ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a coach, Dave Dobbenmeyer. Hey, good morning. Looking down here on my phone, checking out my text messages there first thing in the morning. Myra's not with us today. Don't know what's going on there. Always have. I don't know if Myra's ever not been with us, so we pray everything's okay with Myra. Whatever she I didn't, <laughs> I don't want to say stupid stuff. Just we miss you, Myra, wherever you are. We prayed in before we got going on. And uh, I want to say again, I say it every day. Uh, first of all, I love, I love this outlet. I love this outlet, man. And I love, uh, it's like the old, I guess the old football coach in me is I love the difficult things, right? Yeah, I don't know if you guys noticed this, the Pro Bowl, the NFL, uh, the AFC, NFC Pro Bowl, they played flag football. Did anybody see that? Spencer, see if you can pull that up there real quick. In other words, the NFL All-Star Game between the AFC and the NFC, and people paid money to come watch this football game of these All-Stars, they played flag football. I'm not making it up. I'm not making it up. The stadium was full of men playing flag football. Flag football. Well, they're, not, they're nothing to that's, – that's pretend football. It's pretend football, right? And I'm not going to be – I'm not going to be – I don't know why you can't find it. I'll just pop right, right up there. I'm not make, making it up. And, and look, I'm, I'm t- I, are you looking at me? I'm not going to play flag Christianity. I'm not going to play it. I'm going to I'm going to tackle and I'm going to block and I'm going to say what I what I want to say and I'm not going to soften the message because there's plenty of places that you can go to find a soft message. Amen. What I want what I want you to do and I want you to always know that that when you come to Coach Dave Live when you come here you are free to believe whatever you want to believe and we're not going to throw you out the window and we're not going to call your names and we're not going to all jump up and down on you because you happen to believe differently because I I couldn't as we hey pulled up Spencer how many different denominations are there again. Well, I got to switch it. Just trust me. They played flag football in the All-Star game. They played flag football. Lord, just be with us here today, directing, guide us, Lord, the words of our lips, meditation, our heart, be pleasing in your sight. Huh? How many different denominations are there in the world? Well, there are 38,000. Let's see. What's it say right here? Uh, this is a list of Christian denominations. Christian denominations. I'm going to say it again. This is a list of Christian denominations. There are how many? Let's see. Uh, two point, uh He's working hard to find it for us. We'll find it. Stay right there. Stay right there. Uh, 20th century, terminology, qualifications. Just go down the list of them. Just scroll down there, man. Just scroll down. There they are. There they are. Christian denominations. And you know why they're Christian denominations? You know why they're denominations? Numerator, denominator, divide, huh? divide and conquer. Because somebody got mad and didn't agree with somebody else's version of some scripture in the Bible, and they took their ball and went home. Somebody say amen, please. Somebody out there say amen. 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 You go sit, I don't care who you are, you go sit in a Baptist church your whole life, and you're going to have Baptist theology. You sit in a Methodist church your whole life, you're going to have Methodist theology. You sit in a Catholic church your whole life, you're going to have Catholic theology. You sit, whatever, uh, you, hey, you sit in a Pentecostal church, you may not have any theology. I'm, I'm just kidding. Charismatic churches. Who knows, right? Who knows what the theology is? And so theology does matter, but we also know this, that doctrine divides, doctrine divides. And we know this, that the job of the enemy is to divide and conquer. And he's obviously done a pretty good job of that. Throw those back up there again, Spencer. If if you were to walk into a member of one of these denominational churches, and you were to ask them, what's well, I'm going to ask Betty Perkins. Betty, what were you you raised, Betty? There they are. What were you raised, Betty? What? When somebody asks you, when somebody asks you, Betty, what denomination are you? What would you say, Betty? Uh, back then, Lutheran. Lutheran. Hey, Betty, what's the difference between what you believe and what a Baptist believes? Probably not much. Huh? 
Oh, there, but there, 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 there is would a, be well, a little, how, yeah, little bit, but probably is, not much. What's the difference between what a Lutheran believes and a Catholic believes? They hail Mary and we don't. Huh? That's, That's one what, thing, huh? they what's, hail Mary. What, what, okay, what's the difference between what you believe, Betty, a Lutheran, a raised Lutheran, and what the uh, uh, Pentecostals believe, Betty? What's the difference between what you believe in the Presbyterians? Or how about the Reformed Baptist or the Reformed Church or the Reformed Episcopal Church or the Reformed Presbyterian Church? Do you understand, folks, how people dive in on a doctrine and they will not let go of it? They won't let go of it. And the truth of the matter remains. They probably have a part of the truth, but not the whole truth. And that's what's happened to us when we walk into the courtroom. What do you put your hand on you swear? Testimony I'm about to give is the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. Do we do that in theology? <laughs> no, we don't do that in theology. We say, well, we'll just agree to disagree. We agree to disagree. What, what, what does that mean? Huh? Do you have to be saved to go to heaven? Or are we going to, uh, well, we'll just agree to disagree on that? Do you have to be baptized to go to heaven? Will we just agree to disagree on that? Does the, does the wafer actually become the transubstantiated body and blood of Jesus? Uh, well, we'll just agree to disagree. What the, uh, huh? How, how about this? Can men become, become women? Well, we'll just agree to disagree on it. And isn't that, hey, folks, do you see the transition? Do you see what happens? Again, when, when, because it's only the truth, if we know it, that sets us free. It's only the truth. Not we'll agree to disagree. Now, the scripture does say foolish and unlearned questions avoid, for they do engender strifes. Now, what would be those foolish and unlearned questions? What kind of clothes you wear? Would that be? See, because there are people in, who are just live by the law, the law of God. And I, I, hey, I wish I could live by the law of God, but the Bible tells us this, that no man can keep it. We cannot keep the holy, we cannot keep the law of God apart from the Holy Spirit. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So God saw it, said, man, that ain't going to work. That was a great plan, but that ain't going to work. So all, all the people that I love, they're all, they're all sin. They're all, what the heck am I going to do? I'll tell you what I'll do. I'm going to send the Redeemer. Also, I'm going to send the Redeemer. I'm going to go send body. It's going to go down there and settle the score for him, and then, then they'll all be one family. And that he did that, and the church grew and grew and grew, and then the church divided and divided and divided and divided and divided. So we look, how many al- alphabetical lists? Just scroll down there real quick, Spencer. Hey, look, I'm not, going to, I'm not going to get in an argument with you over your theology. I'm, hey, listen, you can, I, know, I know how this game's played, okay? I know that you can go to your Bible and you can pull out the scripture that proves what you believe. I know you can. Had it done to me. I do it. We have to take it not, we have to take it in the context of the whole thing, right? You can't just pull out a scripture and make that your scripture. It's precept, line upon line, precept upon precept is theology built. But there's been men a lot wiser than me who have studied the Bible and have given us this. Baptist, Baptist General Conference, Baptist Missionary Association, Bible Presbyterian Brethren, Brethren in Christ Church, Byzantine Catholic, Canadian Baptist, Canadian Reformed Churches, Christian. See, wise men have given us this mess. Okay? You with me? And so that's what I like to, that's what I like to, not to, I don't like to use the word come against, but you do know this, don't you? All these people don't believe the same thing. And I found out yesterday when I started talking again about uh, <clears throat> whatever we were talking about, Israel, not all Israel's Israel, by the way. It said, pay for the, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Somebody help me out. Hey, Clay, you look pretty smart. You used to jump on trampolines. Is Jerusalem, is that a people? Is that a country? Is that a city? What is Jerusalem? Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Huh. It's a location. It's a location. Actually, it's a city. It's a it's some land. Hmm. Wow. And so somehow along the way, we made Jerusalem America. Oh, I'm sorry, Jerusalem, Israel. That'd be like saying, pray for Washington, D.C. It's America. Well, no, it's not America. It's a, t- it's a city in America where laws and rules and everything are made, and we ought to pray for the peace of Washington, D.C. Would everybody agree with that? Let's pray for the peace of Washington, D.C. 
But why are we doing that? Is everybody in, in the United States, are they part of the kingdom of God? I don't think so. Are they part of the kingdom of America? Well, some are, some are, right? So again, we here's our problem. Thank you, Lord. No matter what you believe, and no matter what you hear on this show, are you ready? You take it through the filter of your theology. And you would say, you will hear me say you would hear me say something about, uh, as I did yesterday. And no, I didn't get much pushback from it. I'm not, I'm not trying to cover it. I didn't get much pushback from it. I, I pondered it all day, actually. I got some stuff to show you this morning. Uh, look, I'm, folks, I'm, I'm going to tell you this. I don't think I'm any less Christian because I have a different opinion of the nation of Israel. I don't think I'm any less. Am I missing it here? Am I less Christian than somebody else? Why do you get mad at me? Why do people get mad at me if I have a different opinion of what the Bible says? By the way, there's 22,000 different denominations that don't agree on what the Bible says. With me? Good. Huh? That's why Paul said, foolish and unlearned questions avoid it, just engender strifes. Huh? I'm going to dump some stuff on you here in a minute. But before this, I heard from my good friend, Chad Estes, and he said, Coach, you know what I think we need to do? He said, I think we need to do an imprecatory psalm a day. I said, daggone, Chad. That might be a good idea. That might be so. We're going to have an imprecatory psalm today. Imprecatory means, and a lot of people don't like these. I can show you, by the way, imprecatory psalms, the idea of imprecatory psalms in the New Testament as well. But an imprecatory psalm, imprecatory means attack, an attack, an attack. And if we're wrestling out against flesh and blood, it might be a good idea if we attack a little bit. And then our prayers would be more than, now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. Because we spoke about the other day, the idea of an effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availing much. And the only effectual, fervent prayer that really, really has a, have a, has a sharp point on it is the Word of God. We ought to be praying the Word of God over. And that's why I say Psalm 91 that he who dwells in a secret place in the Most High, that is an imprecatory psalm. Pull that up there. Uh, Mr. Producer, pull up Psalm 91. This is an imprecatory. This is an offensive. This is the word of God being used offensively. It's an imprecatory song. Listen to this. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And I will say to the Lord, he, you are building imprecatorily. You are building a shield around you. I will say to the Lord, he is my refuge, my fortress, my God, and him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler, from the noise and pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers. And you are, you are praying what the Lord says about your situation. He shall cover thee with his feathers and under his wings shall thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. You're getting your armor on. Shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor the air that flyeth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that walketh in noonday. Because there's going to be a thousand fall at your side and ten thousand are going to fall at your right hand, but it's not going to come near you. Why? Only with your eyes shall you see and behold and see the reward of the wicked. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the most high, their habitation. Therefore, there will be no evil before you. There won't be any plague come near your dwelling. Well, he's going to give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. And they're going to bear thee up with their hands, lest you dash your foot against the stone. They're going to tread upon the lion. And they have, this is offense, going on offense. They shall tread upon the lion and the adder and the young lion and the dragon. Shalt thou trample under his feet, because he hath set his love upon me. Therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high, because he's known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I'll be with him in trouble, and I will deliver him and honor him. And with long last will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. I am repeating the word of God. And God's word is true, and he stands behind his word. That's an imprecatory psalm. You understand? It's a psalm that you're on the offense against the enemy. But there's some of them in here which you probably never heard in your Presbyterian or Baptist or Lutheran or Methodist or uh, whatever, who are a lot more aggressive than that. And I've got a list of them right here. In fact, who's going to read? I'm going to give you an imprecatory psalm. Let me find it here. Bear with me. Spencer, I just sent that list to you too, I think. And uh, imprecatory psalm begins with psalm number, where is it? I wrote it down. This. There it is. No, no, no. no. Number two. What's that? Starts at two. Number two. 
So, uh, I thought I had him right there. Can you see him? I thought you did. Psalm 2. Is that what you're saying, Chad? Why didn't that come up? Imprecatory. Look for the imprecatory psalms. Load that up real quick. Hey, I got something good for you. Hang in there with me. I got to get this off of me. Imprecatory psalm. Imprecatory psalms. And it'll give you a list of them. What are the imprecatory psalms? Oh, book of psalms. There they are. Okay, Psalm 5, 10, 17. Who's going to read Psalm 5 today? Who wants to read that? I will. Who said that? Betty's going to. Betty, morning, Myra, we missed you. Betty's going to read it. Go, Betty. Give ear to my words. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Is this King James? No, this is English Standard Version. And that's okay, but I always read the King James, and then I check others afterwards. But I always read the King James first. I don't know why. I'm a legalist, I guess. But I think this is the way it was originally written. Go ahead, uh, my uh, Betty, please. Give ear to my words, O Lord. Consider my meditation. Hearken unto the voice of my cry, my King and my God, for unto thee I will I pray. My voice shalt thou hear in the morning, O Lord. In the morning will I direct my prayer unto thee and will look up. Amen. For thou art not a God that hath pleasure in wickedness, neither shall evil dwell with thee. The foolish shall not stand in thy sight. Amen. All that transgenderism, all that homo stuff, that stuff's all coming down because they cannot stand in his presence. Go ahead. Thou thou hatest all workers of iniquity. What? What, Betty? Say that again, Betty. Thou hatest all workers of iniquity. Okay. Thou shalt destroy them that speak leasing. The Lord will abhor the bloody and deceitful man. But as for me, I will come into the house in the multitude of thy mercy. And in thy fear will I worship toward thy holy temple. Lead me, O Lord, in the righteousness because of because my of mine enemies. To keep me righteous because they're after me. Make the way, make thy way straight before my face. For there is no faithfulness in their mouth. Amen. Their inward part is very wickedness. Their throat is an open scepter. It's a grave. It's open grave. Their throat is an open grave. They flatter with their tongue. Oh, boy. Destroy thou them, O God. Oh, my goodness. Let them fall by their own consuls. Cast them out in the multitude of their transgressions, for they have rebelled against thee. But let all those that that put their trust in thee rejoice. Amen. That's me. Let them ever shout for joy, because thou defendest them. Let them also that love thy name be joyful in thee. For thou, Lord, wilt bless the righteous. With favor wilt thou compass him with, as with a shield. Amen. 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 Hey, I'm, I hate to tell you this. God picks sides. <laughs> he picks sides. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. And this idea that Jesus loves everybody and just like, uh, no, 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 no. Because why? The Bible says there were some... Before ordained, it says in the book of Jude, men ordained, ordained to do this wicked stuff, right? Um, we're, what what does the modern gospel tell us? Oh, we're supposed to love all of them. Just love them all and love them in the kingdom. See, I want these people that Betty just prayed against, I want them to I want them to be crushed and fall on their face and then cry out to the Lord. That's what I want them to do. Yeah, do you understand that, friends? Did you ever reach that point in your life where you fell on your face and you cried out to the Lord? When you got crushed and cried out to the Lord, did you come to Jesus because everybody told you how much he loved you and your life was, did you, your life was so good you decided you'd come to Jesus? I don't think that happens to anybody. I don't think it does. And if we really love those people who are enemies of the cross, we will crush them on behalf of the Lord so that he can humble their heart and draw them into his family. Oh, my goodness. Uh, uh, yep. Amen. 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 Take a deep breath. Amen. Uh, Come on in, Mike, real quick. Don't everybody come in yet, because I'm going somewhere. Go ahead, Mike. Hey, Coach. uh, Another reason there's God is not the author of confusion. There are too many interpretations and translations of the King James Bible. Check how many uh, different uh, different. Yes. uh, Yes. Just, that's why it's over 50 years I have used the King James Version of the Bible. That's the only thing I use. God is Amen. not the confusion. Can I, can I show you why? And again, this is to me, it's confusion. 
So they tell us that they have to give us a different version of the Bible. Hey, Spencer, go to um, BibleGateway.com, BibleGateway.com. Now, Spencer, click on that thing over to the right there by the King James Version, and folks, look at all the different Bibles. Look at them. The Common Sense Bible. Huh? Thought What? Hmm. What? Those are all different translations. I guess they're different translations because I assume you're not smart enough to figure out what it says, that you don't have the Holy Spirit in you, so uh, they're going to tell you what it says. In fact, they're going to give you their interpretation of it. And I'm going to tell you this, the, uh, you, the King James Version is still hard-hitting and manly. Still manly, hard-hitting and manly. Oh, yeah, it is. You get some of these other ones, they soften it down, see. Why? Oh, yeah, change the words, change the world. Hey, Clay, change the words, change the world. Huh? Change the Bible, change. Yeah, yeah. So, so I agree with you, Mike. That's why I always start with the King James. I'm not a King James only guy. But I'm going to ask you this. Can you, can you guys quote, quote a scripture? I can. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High abides under the shadow of the mighty. I will say to the Lord, he is my. I, so I can quote the King James Bible. What do I do if you read to me the American Standard? So what, what, what the hell is that you're reading to me? Well, I quoted, I quoted the American Standard. Well, it's like singing a song. It's not the same words. It's not, it's not, even, it's not even the same melody. You with me? Hmm? So we have to be careful with the translations and understand this, that it's the Holy Spirit that guides us into all truth. The Holy Spirit. And I know something because I get emails all the time from people say, Coach Dave, I love the Bible and I've read the Bible my whole life. But I got to tell you something, Coach. Nothing changed my view of Scripture more than the Webster 1828 Dictionary. How many say amen on that? How many of you say amen? Because it shows what the language used to be. And they came in, they changed the words on us. And now, so are you smart enough to read the Bible and see the words? Say, wow, what's that mean? Go to Webster's 1828 Dictionary, look it up and see what it means. Yeah, you're smart enough to do that. Right? Sure you are. But you don't get it to do that because Pastor Fatty Two Cakes stands in the pulpit and tells you what this is God's word. And you got to believe it just because that's what it says. And in times of trouble, when your life really, really getting your, your butt kicked, and just the fact that it says something, isn't necessarily deep enough for us a lot. Well, I'm all over the place. It's okay. It's good. It's good stuff. Julie wants to get in here. George wants to get in. Myra wants to get in here. And I got places I want to go, but okay. Keep going. So, keep going. Uh, keep going. Well, I'm going to I'm going to shift up. I'm going to take these three, and then I'm going to then I'm going to go to where I'm going to go today. Okay. So Julie, come on in. Good morning, Rachel. Um, I looked up. There was a teaching about the scriptures and the different translations and it went from the most accurate to the clear to the other left where it was like lies or somebody's opinion and stuff and I thought that was very interesting and King James you know that was more accurate but then you get down to I did not even heard of it the mirror bible or something and it's like some guy's opinion I was like wow yep well uh you know that's one thing when I walk into a church and the pastor's reading from something other than the King James, I'm immediately suspicious. Sorry. <laughs> so, well, we're reading from the American standard. Oh, Jesus is an American now. Huh? God's American? No, we're just going to read it so that Americans can understand. Really? All right. I li- I'd rather read what King James said. Now, do I trust King James? I don't, I don't know. Who knows, right? You got to believe somebody. George, come on in. In my room. Yes, Coach. Uh I might as well just go ahead and tell you what happened was I was driving down the road one day and I heard on the radio, I'm okay. You're okay. But is our Bible? Okay. The right Bible. And I thought, well, that's the craziest thing. Write down this number. I wrote it down. They sent me this pamphlet in the the mail comparing the King James with all other new versions. So I sat there and I went Mm -hmm. through it and I did my due diligence and I invited Ohio bread over one afternoon this past summer, and I spent two hours with him. And I he was shocked, and so was I. And mm-hmm. then I, But it, it, what I found, and I could go, it t- take me some time, but the thing is, change the words, change the world, and that's the truth. 
But yeah. in the first time I spoke, when I got on the phone here with y'all, I said, I said this, and I said, I don't I never did get on the internet until now. Now I'm on it. I'm, but anyway, I saw a, a, from another religion, uh, I don't know what you call him, but he said, this is how you know our Bible is true. He said, we only have one. He said, this is how you know the Christian Bible is not true. There are thousands of them out there. There's so many. He said, but then I, then I realized, because the Lord showed me, he said this to me. I mean, I didn't hear any words, but the reason is, is because Satan wrote the other ones. He doesn't have any reason to change any words in the other ones. There's only one. He has reason, real reason, to divide us big time. Yeah, so it's a filtering. What, it's a filtering out of the truth of the God. I don't look. I don't get. Filter. I don't. I don't get into debate. Oh, go ahead, George. Go ahead and finish up. Yeah, I'm. I'm lost my train of thought a little bit here, but that's that's the truth. It's dividing. It's dividing. Yes. What good does it do you to go to a Bible study and everybody's got a different version? What good does that do you? And so, if I have a Bible study. You bring the King James. And then I would say, does anybody have a different interpretation? And they say, yeah, my NIV says this. I'm okay with that. But how can we sit around in a circle and I'm reading the King, or you're reading the King James, and I'm following in my NIV trying to figure out where the hell you are. Where, where is he? What chapter is he? What verse is he? Right? They, they omit complete passages in the NIV and they, they take don't. the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ, the name, out subtle. I, so it's, many times. It's subtle. It's subtle. It's subtle. Roger, come in. Then Myra. Oh, I've always been a, a King James proponent, but my recent studies might say that a person could look into what is called the Geneva Bible. It is the Bible that came over with the, uh, the Plymouth people. Yep. And... Um, Two things about the King James that always kind of bothered me as I looked into it a little bit. I do think it's better than all the other stuff that's out there. But one is, one could argue that the King James was a government-ordered Bible by the king, by the that's government. Good. That's right. That's true. Second thing was, it is pretty clear that King James was a practicing, if not bisexual, homosexual. Hmm. So just kind of keep that in mind, but I think the Geneva Bible is something that people might consider looking into and that that is the Bible that came over uh, from England when America was founded with uh, the people at Plymouth Rock. Amen. Okay, so listen, send your emails to Roger about King James being a homo. Send them to him. Don't send them to me. Don't send them to me. Gene, look, everybody wants to say something now, and I got something I want to What? Huh? Everybody, everybody wants to come in here now and tell them, give me their opinion. Just kidding. I know that's how this show works, but I come down here with a purpose, okay? So y'all hang on. You all hang on because I got a purpose here this morning, okay? Got a purpose. I was going to offer. I was going to come on here this morning. What time is it? Twenty. Give me, give me seven minutes. I was going to come in here this morning, and uh, I was going to kind of ignore what we talked about yesterday, although it's at the heart of what needs to be. We need to talk about who is Israel. Who really is Israel? And I was talking to my wife out there this morning. I was doing my show prep. I'm going to show you here right now. I was going to offer. I was going to offer somebody out there a hundred bucks. Are you ready? Are you sitting down? By the way, I've got a phone call into Charles Jennings. He's going to join us. He's going to straighten you all out on that one. But uh, I said, okay, I'm going to give a hundred bucks. Clay, are you ready? I'm going to. Here he is. No, Clay, ready. Clay, here you go. Five hundred dollars. Okay, turn your microphone on, Clay. I have five, I'm going to steal 500 bucks from somebody to give you this if you get it right. Okay, Clay, you ready? Give me the 12 tribes of Israel. I'm not going to try to name all 12. Waste your time, Coach. You mean you don't know them? Not by heart. But, but, you're, but you're convinced that the Jews in Israel are the Jews in the Bible? You can't even name? Wait, how about this? Just do this. Just name 10 of them. You don't have to name the two lost tribes. Can you name the 10 of them? Could you name the 10? No. I'm, I'm just curious out there, Christians. How many of you could even name them? Can you, can, can you? Now, if you can, don't come in and show off. Can you? As you sit there right now, ask yourself, uh, what are they? Hmm? And you know, I was amazed. 
last night. I asked us a question to my wife last night, and she started rattling them off. I said, what? She says, yeah, I learned that in a Bible study 30 years ago, so-and-so, and she rattled them off. Now, she couldn't get all 12. She kept forgetting some, but she knew the 12 tribes of Israel. Most of the 12 tribes are the 12 uh, apostles of Jesus. <laughs> so here we sit right here in 2023, is it? And we think that we understand the Jews, Israel, and Jerusalem, and we don't even know who it is. We're talking. Some, you don't have to say amen because I'm driving that spike right into your heart right now, right? Mm-hmm. All of you out there who say, yes, this and that, the Jews are this and they're the chosen people. And I'm not, hey, I'm not making fun of anybody. I'm not making fun of anybody. You can't even name the 12 tribes. Right? Come on, big boys and girls here, right? And so here we are. How many, uh, uh, how many years since Jesus Christ? Anybody, can anybody answer that question? How many years has it been since Jesus Christ? Hang on before you answer that question. I asked my wife last night, did you ever meet your great-grandmom, grandma, your great-grandpa? I asked my wife. She said, uh, no. I said, I did. I met my great-grandpa, my grandpa Ed. No, I'm sorry. My grandpa George. I met grandpa George. In fact, I was in the room when he died at 96 years old. But that, other than my grandparents, that's the only Dobbenmeyer ancestor I ever in my whole life met. And I wonder how long, if I were to, if I were to just follow Grandpa George, who they tell me was a Lutheran, if I could follow Grandpa George back to, I believe he came across the boat in Germany, how far back would his lineage go, Grandpa George? And if I were to follow back Grandpa George and his wife, Sophie, who I never met, my great-grandma, Sophie, that's just on one side of the family. I couldn't even tell on the other side of the family. I, could, I couldn't go back three generations and tell you what I am. Can anybody out there do that? You can follow all your lineage, all your, all your genealogy. You can do all that stuff. But can any of you right now could tell me really and truly your roots, where they go? Because I know my grandparents. The answer to that is no. No, I can't do that. Yet, we can. We know that all those people in Israel are Jews. Is that right? <laughs> they're all. They're. They're. Huh? They're lineage. You can't even tell me your. You can't even tell me your great grandpa. You can't tell me your great grandpa, but yet you can tell me who the Jews are. Hey, I'm sorry. This is right between the eyes, isn't it? Because I want you to open up your eyes and understand that this thing called Christianity and this thing called Christ and the seed of the woman is so much broader than we understand it to be. And for the most part of it, a lot of people I know know more about the Ohio State Buckeye statistics than they do the Bible. Christians I'm talking about, say, oh, say amen, Ohio Brett, you can say amen there, right? Mm. Yet they claim to be theological giants and under. So, uh, I got to get this out of me. Uh, So, uh, do this for me. Go to number four. I just Googled this. I just Googled this. Lost tribes. Who who are they? By the way, by the way, you have to be really careful when you do research on the Internet regarding religious issues. Because every website you come to, they have a biblical perspective, dispensationalism, whatever. They have a perspective. And so anytime somebody writes something online, it is from their knowledge base. Do you understand that? So if I, if I were to just Google up there, who were the lost tribes of Israel? You, you get pretty consistent where they were because those were who they were. But when you get into the interpretation, oh, you got to be careful, see. you got to be careful. It'd be like me trying to explain Betty Perkins's lineage to her. I, I, I couldn't do it. I, I, I could go I could go down St. Clairsville and go into that beautiful courthouse and ch- check all the records they have in there. Betty, I couldn't have pinned it all down for you. I could get back maybe a couple generations, but I, I couldn't. So I'm, I'm sure they had the internet and they kept really good records probably back in the days of Jesus, don't you suppose? Somewhere there's a computer disk with all the, all the families and all the lineages. Somewhere. That's a joke. That's a joke. I'm trying to get you to think here, right? I'm trying to get you to think that there are no Jews, there are no Greeks. I'm going to show you that here in a second. Okay, so how do we know about the lost tribes of Israel? Scroll down a little bit. 
This was written by Betty Dunn. I don't even know who she is, but I saw something. That's pretty good. It's pretty good. Then I saw another angel coming from the east, having the seal of the living God. And he called out in a loud voice for the four angels who'd been given power to harm the land and the seas. Do not harm the land or the sea or the trees until we put a seal on the foreheads of the servants of God. And then I heard the number of those who were sealed, 144,000 from all the tribes of Israel. Oh, then we can speculate about who the 144,000 are and if 144,000 are real meme. Right? You with me? Are you with me here? We get so trapped up in minutia and somebody else's opinions. So we do know about the lost tribes, though, because God promised Abraham that he would establish God's chosen nation of people through his family. It says in Genesis 12, I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you, and I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. By the way, I was thinking earlier about the Indians, the Indian nation. Remember back cowboys and Indians? Remember that? Indian nations. Well, what kind, were they all they all Indians? Oh, yeah, they were all Indians, but <laughs> different tribes. Oh, you had the Iroquois and you had the Cherokee, you had the Alcawamba. Come on, you're with me, you're big boys and big girls, right? Big boys. So he's gonna make a great nation, the great Indian nation with many tribes. So he makes a great human nation with many tribes. Abraham bore Isaac, whose son. Jacob had 12 sons, and they founded the 12 tribes of Israel. Two of Jacob's sons, Judah and Benjamin, settled in the southern region, became the kingdom of Judah. Then two tribal groups survived Old Testament history, and Judah's tribe continued to its its line to Jesus' birth. Jesus was from the line of Judah, tribe of Judah. He was in that tribe. What happened to the other 10 tribes? The other Jews. What happened to the other Jews? Well, They settled in the northern region, as in the kingdom of Israel. And why are these 12 tribes called the lost tribes of Israel? Hmm. So so sons were frequently lost in Old Testament narratives. Tribal conflicts led to wars in which male heirs and leaders were killed. Marriages to other dwellers in the region combined and blurred tribal identity. Look at your own lineage. After generations passed, the tribe's identity could be lost for good. Scholars believe this is what happened to the lost tribes of Israel. The tribes all settled far and wide around the earth. Of the original 12 tribes of Israel, 10 tribes did not survive Old Testament battles and mingling of cultures. We know that. At least 10 of them weren't pure anymore. Why are they called the lost tribes? Well, an article traces the history of the 10 lost tribes of Israel. 12 Hebrew tribes took possession of Canaan, the promised land after the death of Moses. And under the leadership of Joshua, the tribes were named Asher, Dan, Ephraim, Gad, Issachar, Manasseh, Naphtali, Reuben, Simeon, and Zebulun. The names of the sons and grandsons of who? Jacob. And they formed the kingdom of Israel in the north. In the year of 930 BCE, soldiers of the Assyrian Empire conquered the northern ten tribes of Israel. In 721 BCE, and the Israeli people of this region, when they were assimilated by other ethnic tribal groups, and disappeared from history. Oh, I, I can't, I can't keep going because some of you going to be sucking on your toe here in a minute. We don't even know they're lost. I'm gonna put this in the chat so people can go back and read it on their own. Hey, they're lost because why? They're lost. (laughs) They're lost. We don't know. We don't know. I bet you this. I bet you I'm an offshoot of one of those tribes. I bet Clay is. I bet Susie Baldwin is. I bet Betty Perkins is. I bet everybody in here can trace their lineage back to one of these tribes. And probably, if you trace yourself back to one of these tribes, you probably end up finding a, an Israelite. Maybe not a Jew, because Jesus was of the tribe of Judah. Not just one of them. Scroll back up there. Scroll back up there. Right there it is. There are the, there are the tribes. There are the tribes. Asher, Dan, Ephraim, Gad, Issachar, Manasseh, Naphtali, Reuben. Those were the Jacob's sons. Those became the tribes. The lineages. Right, I'm going to open it up here in a minute because somewhere along the line we began to think that all people that the Jews were all one people hey Clay if we dug deep enough down in those hills of Alabama 
And we went back in your lineage. We're going to find one of those tribes, dude. Huh? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hang on. Hang on. Pull up number five. Pull up number five. Romans 9. I say in truth in Christ, I lie not. My conscience also is bearing me witness in the Holy Ghost that I have great heaviness and continued sorrow in my heart. For I could wish that myself were accursed from Christ for my brothers, my kinsmen, according to the flesh. I've asked this many, many times. Is Judaism a race or a religion? Is it a race or a religion? Who are the Israelites? Book of Romans asks, to whom pertaineth the adoption and the glory and the covenants and the giving of the law and the service of God and the promises? Who are the fathers? And of whom, as concerning the flesh, Christ came? Who's overall? God bless forever. Amen. Well, we know Jesus came through the tribe of what? What tribe did we come through? He came through the tribe of Judah. Didn't we know that? So that's what, 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 what tribe did he come through? Verse 6, not as though the word of God hath taken that effect, for they are not all Israel, which are of Israel. Folks, how can you make it any more plain than that? Neither because they are the seed of the of Abraham. Oh my goodness! Neither because they are the seed of Abraham are they all children. But through the lineage of Isaac shall thy seed be called. That is, they which are the children of the flesh. These are not the children of God. Children of the flesh are not the children of God. But the children of the promise are counted for the seed. For this is the word of promise, as this time will come, and Sarah shall have a son. And not only this, but when Rebekah also conceived by one, even by our father Isaac, for the children being not yet born, neither having done any good or evil, that the purpose of God according to the election might stand, not of works, but of him that called. Wow. It is said unto her, the elder shall serve the younger. As it is written, Jacob I have loved, and Esau I have hated. What shall we say then? Is there unrighteousness with God? God forbid. We said to Moses, have mercy on whom I'll have mercy, and I'll have compassion on whom I'll have compassion. It ain't up to you, Moses. So then it's not of him that willeth, nor of him that runneth, but of God that showeth mercy. For the scripture said unto Pharaoh, even for the same purpose have I raised thee up that I might show my power in thee, and that my name might be declared throughout the earth. The name of Jehovah, the name of Jesus, not the name of Jew. Sorry. Therefore hath he mercy on whom he will have mercy, and on whom he will hearten it. Thou shalt say then unto me, Why doth you yet find fault for who hath resisted his will? Nay, but, O man, who art thou that thou replies against God? Shall the things formed say to him that formed it, Why he made me this way? Without the potter, power of the clay, yada, 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 yada. Not all those who are Israel are Israel. Not all Jews are Jews. Wait, wait, one more. Seven. Number seven. Then I'm going to open up. Well, I've been gone a long time. I'm sorry. You guys didn't even know the 12 tribes. Neither did I. Grafted in. What does it mean that church has been grafted in? What does that mean? Now, remember... What I'm about to read is from a dispensational point of view because your theology clouds everything, okay? In Romans 11, Paul compares Israel to the natural branches of a cultivated olive tree and the Gentile believers to the branches of a wild olive tree. So we got a good olive tree that's been cultured and trimmed and all that, and we got a wild olive tree over here, right? The natural branches, Israel, were broken off. And the wild branches were grafted in. The Gentiles then have been made partakers of the promises and inherit the blessing of God's salvation. Anybody out there adopted children? Has anybody out there ever adopted a child? When that child comes into your family, do you continue to call that child by his old name? Or when he comes into your family, does he get your name? And do you ever go around with your adopted child and take him to people and say, here's, here's my real children. Here's uh, Zach and Abby and Maggie, and then we adopted this one. This, this, 
This was just adopted. She's not a real child. Well, hell no, you wouldn't do that. Why do we do that in Christianity? Oh, these guys over here, these Gentiles, they're, they're part of the family, but they're not really part of our family. Our real family is these guys over here. Don't you see it? There's no Jew. There's no Greek. None. We're all the same. We're all, Jesus Christ is my brother. Not according to the flesh, because I'm not a flesh man. I'm a spirit man. Jesus Christ is my brother in the spirit. He couldn't care less what kind of car I'm riding around in, what kind of body I have. Wow, this is a, folks, this is a revelation we got to get because we've been sold a bill of goods. I could show you more scriptures. I got them down here, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let somebody get in here. Come on in. Uh, come on in, Laura and Reggie. Tell me his story, not your life story. Go ahead. Anybody mad at me yet? Laura can't get in there. Go ahead, Reggie. Yeah, I'm here. Go ahead. Um, I'm I'm not mad. I just love this. This is how I start my day. So it's hey, good. I'm not mad either. I'm not mad either. Because I get my eyes open and say, gum. now I see. Now I see. Yeah. Um, I'll send you an email and I'll introduce you to my advisor from college. And his name's Dr. Um, Andrew Doss. And he he is the person on the Christian standard Bible, not the Holman Christian standard Bible. He translated it. And this man, I trust this man implicitly because of, I know his honors and his integrity outside of him being a professor, a Greek scholar, you know, and all his credentials outside of his credentials. I know this man and how he translated it. The, the two seven, the 2017 version of, the CSB version is on point and he even helped. He did all of the new Testament and then um, he little bit with the old Testament. So I'll introduce you to him through the email and then you all can talk. Amen. It is important to understand how God called Israel to be his people and how they failed to fulfill that calling. As the seed of Abraham, the children of Israel were chosen by God to be a separate people, holy to the Lord. God's design was for them to be a light to the Gentiles so that they too might know God. Instead, the Israels chased foreign gods, betrayed their calling. But God, who knew they would do this, had already promised restoration. Oh, my goodness. You ain't learned this in your Presbyterian church. Reggie. Here's a what if, coach. What if the land of Palestine was usurped by the Nazi Holocaust? What if the United States funded the usurpation and murder of all these Palestinian Christians to take the land to fulfill the rebuilding of the third temple? What if Americans have been paying money through their taxes to keep the state of Israel? What if all the Nazis in America and all the royals had money and it was all a plan. Let's just think about that for a while. They're Talmudic Jews. They're not Hebrews. They have no line. They have nothing. It's disgusting. The whole thing's disgusting. Angie, come on in. This is a great conversation. I'm very glad you've touched on the 12 tribes. And when you start doing a study on them, I, I, studied 12 tribes for several years and it's just fascinating because it is it does talk about you know all of these tribes are hebrew israelites judah is a tribe of the hebrew israelites all jews are hebrews but not all hebrews are jews all jews are hebrew israelites but not all hebrew israelites are jews and it's yeah. just an important and jesus said he came before the lost sheep of israel that is the lost 10 tribes of israel and you are so spot on. yes you are so that's spot me on when it talks yes you're spot on when it talks about um being grafted into the the, the house of israel we are spiritual Israel through our faith in the Messiah of the Israelites. It's not replacement theology, folks. It's not replacement. It's adoption theology. It is. 
is. We are adopted into that family. Jesus was adopted by his father, Joseph, right? So it's a Amen. pattern that we have to keep seeing. And oh, I man. always encourage people to study this. And I, interestingly enough, when you talk to people who are, um, even people who have come out of Judaism who are Messianic, they know their lineage. When you look at the documentation throughout the Bible, listen, they are meticulous at documenting their lineage. They go back, uh, they can go back a thousand years, two thousand years through their lineage. It's fascinating. Um, and you ask them what tribe they're from, a lot of them will know what tribe they're from. Paul, the apostle, knew that he was from the tribe of Benjamin, right? So it's important to understand that they're very meticulous a lot of times on their on their um, lineage because it does matter to them. And so Amen. it's just important to remember, you are grafted into the house of Israel. You there's no Jew, there's no Greek, Israel. there's no male, there's no female, Absolutely. right? There's none of that anymore. One house <laughs> under the Father with uh, Jesus as our king. So we're all Hebrews, but we're not all Jews. That's the that's the boom of the day. Clay, yeah, in the uh, the show, the chosen, the Jews are wearing, or the disciples are wearing these tassels on the four corners of their garments, and I got to looking at that, wondering what they were, and I found out that in the Torah, it commands God commanded the Hebrews to attach tassels to the four corners of their garments, and those have to have a certain amount of strings, and they have to be white or woven into the garment. And one of those ta- one of those strings has to be blue, which is supposed yeah. to represent Christ. And some people believe that those tassels on the four corners of those garments represent Israel being spread out all over the world. And then when you fold that garment together, it brings the blue remnant all together as one when you fold mm. it up. Uh, amen, amen. I mean, folks, this is so deep. What did Jesus mean when he said, not all Israel is Israel? What did he mean when he said, those who say they are Jews and are not, but are of the synagogue of Satan? Do we have selective uh, scriptures that we use here to justify it? Well, yeah, but he said that through Israel shall all his seed be blessed. Okay, cool. Who's Israel? I don't have a problem with that. Is Israel made up only of Jews? Are there any other tribes in Israel? Because the Jews were of the tribe of Ju- weren't they? Weren't they of the tribe of Judah? Boom. And aren't the people in Israel Hebrews, not Jews? I'm, somebody help me out here. Myra. Yes, Coach. Holy Spirit, we love you. We feel your presence at Coach Dave's huddle. What does the uh, Word of God says about the Word of God? So Isaiah 55, 11 to 12. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me, boy, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I send it. For ye shall go out with joy and be led forth with peace. The mountains and the hills shall break forth before you into singing, and all the trees of the field shall crap their hands. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Is every is every American going to be grafted in every American or just select ones? Is every Jew going to be grafted in or just select ones? You see, we have to look at Israel as a land, not a people. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem, a city, a hunk of land. Populated by people. Pray for the peace there. Why? The Prince of Peace. The Prince of Peace would come to Jerusalem, the capital. Oh, my goodness. Susan, come on in here. Hi, good morning. So I just wanted to share a scripture based on what I've been hearing. Um, Ezra 10, 44 tells us, each of these men had heathen wives and many had children by these wives. Um. <laughs> That's the living translation. That means many didn't, huh, Susan? Does right? that mean many, many, and, uh, many didn't? The, the, King, the New International Version says all these had married foreign women. And foreign some of women. them had children by these wives. So, again, we have to do the math, okay? The focus <laughs> is Jesus Christ, King of kings, Lord of lords. 
high priest in the order of Melchizedek. And Amen. so, so if you miss that, it doesn't matter if you're a Jew or a Gentile, you're not going to be. That's the end of it, you know, because he is beginning and the end. And so, you know, God really calls us to passionately follow after him with all our heart, with all our spirit, with everything that is in us, you know, just like he says in Jeremiah, if you look for me, you will find me. And we have to remember these ancient, ancient folks, they they did a lot of wicked things like it's happening today. What we see manifesting in our earth today is no different from what those guys were going through. And so, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, with each generation that we don't fight, it gets, the wickedness becomes more and more prevalent. And that's what, you know, so that's what we're doing. You know, that's I just encourage every single one in this huddle today that your prayers matter, your intercession matters. And so, you know, we need to seek after the one true living God. And, you know, every single priest that is in their home, you are a high priest in the order of, according to right? We have to do that, each of us. And then we come together as a body in that agreement. So let me, let, let me give you a little bit of, I'll get you in here. Hang on, Clay. Hang Amen. On, I, I promise I'm coming. Uh, I, I found out that uh, my mom, well, I was raised Catholic, but I, well, the shock of my life was my dad wasn't. What? No, my dad was raised Lutheran. Well, what happened? Well, in order to marry Grandma Teen, she was Catholic. And dad had to convert to Catholicism in order to marry Christine, because back then Catholics would not marry outside of Catholicism. Right? You remember that, folks? Anybody remember that? Oh, it was a, back 50 years ago, 60 years ago. Oh, my goodness. What a scandal that you're marrying outside the church, right? Right. So think about Judaism, Hebrew. Think about that, how messed up that lineage must be. Because why? It's not about the flesh, the flesh. It's not about the seed. It's about your relationship and the fact you've been grafted in and adopted into the kingdom of God. That's what it's about. Clay, go, then Janine. I'm just going to say that. Uh, my father did some uh, genealogy research, and when it got back to 600 A.D., we were in Afghanistan. <laughs> That's why you're a Brett daring young man on the flying trapeze, right? Huh? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Janine. Yeah, I'd like to address just a couple different um, things. First, you, you start talking about the King James Bible and when you go with the original King James Bible in the front of your Bible, it will say um, James. And he writes a letter. And the reason why the King James uh, was there, it said it's um, talking about the popish people not to have dominion over you. And, of course, Angela and Susan kind of stole my thunder. But if you study um, the 12 lost tribes, I believe it's because it was brought in to take your eyes off the true Lord. Yeah. Um, they, the 12 tribes, if you study them really deep, like you can go to destiny publishing, it'll bring you across and, Oh yes, it shows you all the, the depth of it and how they went, but then it brings you to one conclusion. It's British Israelism. And right. the sun never set on, on the earth because of, of Britain. Well, yeah, that's true. But then they bring in the, the uh, stone of destiny and it makes them a different people. But then if you go back into the word and you study that in, cause I can name the 12 tri- tribes too, but there's a purpose for the way the Lord put that in there, not the way um, British Israelism or the lost 10, uh, 12 tribes. It's because God wanted you to know who the 144,000 were. The 144,000 doesn't make you a special people like the Jehovah Witnesses or the Mormons or whatever. It tells you by birth of their mother that it is whomsoever and that it is Christ coming back for you with all the angels. Look up in Revelation those tribes and look and see how their mother birthed them and you will find a beautiful beautiful pattern of his redemption for us and when janine's dangerous janine's dangerous because she studies his biblical history that's dangerous huh hey listen you can't just take their word for it folks 
You just can't take their word for it. That's how we ended up in the mess that we are in now. And one thing I want you always to know, when you come to this gathering here today, I don't care what you believe. I want us all to believe the truth. That's that's all I want. And if you know the truth, the truth is going to set you free. The Bible tells us that the Holy Spirit will guide you into all truth. I want to tell you something. We cut a path to truth for you today. You're going to have to decide if you want to walk down it or if you want to stay in that little square that you've been living your whole life. Oh, that's so deep, so good. Blessings. See you tomorrow.